You are listening to the Holocron on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show.
long time ago, in a galaxy far away. Welcome to the Holocron, with your host, Lador, and her apprentice, Justin Hamilton. Let's get ready to talk Star Wars. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. How you doing, Justin? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm kind of <clears throat> kind of psyched at the same time worried <laughs> because uh, tonight we embark on a journey. It's a, it's, it's a big journey, that's for sure. But I'm excited for it because, hey, we get more more Star Wars. That's right. That's right. That's all it is to it because tonight that watch-along series happens. And Yeah. Uh, We're starting off with The Phantom Menace. Make sure to, to join us after this. Um, we'll send out the Discord link um, halfway through this and you guys can join and we'll be streaming it there and then we'll be on here talking about it so you guys could have both of us open and watch with us um so if you don't know what we're doing today uh we do this every last wednesday of the month we did it for the smashathon where we had um last month we had uh frank janish and on the smashathon we had uh pld jake berlin kaiser it was a lot of fun, but today we have a special guest, my husband, Mr. PLD. What's hello, up? Hello, hello, hello. Wait, 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 wait. You said your husband. He's supposed to be my husband. So wait, that means we're married? We're no longer you, side hooks? You two-timing bastard. <laughs> hey, PLD, PLD is married to everyone. There's a lot of PLD to go around. I got a lot of love to give. You know what I'm saying? You damn right about. There's a lot of PLD to go around. I know that much right now. We in the same boat, bro. <laughs> Quarantine, baby. Quarantine. That's it. How you doing, PLD? I'm doing awesome. I'm uh, so happy that you guys invited me on. I love the show and I love me some Star Wars. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk more about it with you guys. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm really excited that we finally have you on. Hopefully, we'll have you on on the watch along at some point. I know you can't make it today. Yeah, I gotta work today, but I definitely got some. Things that I'm marking them down. I'm going to take some time off from work if I have to. So I want to watch a few, especially some of my favorite, like uh, maybe episode three, I'm hoping for. Nice. Well, I, I mean, love episode three. So yeah, I can't look, wait till we get to I'm that. I'm going to tell you guys, like, Bedore, she put some work in, like straight up 100% work. And she made this whole entire schedule thing. She sent it out. I think Dwayne Burke was one of the first people she may have sent it to. And he's going to be on almost every show watch. Like. He's signed <laughs> up that. literally for like almost every one of them. And yeah, so I had, I had a lot of people Wayne asking me if, if it's just like one guest per show. I'm like, no, no, no. Everyone can join. It's fine. Like no one has a limit to which shows that they want to join in. So I'm really excited to start it. I mean, the first thing that went after uh, Ken Napsok saw, the, saw the, the schedule, he's like, I'm worried for your health, which is <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot to do, but I know you got you. You could handle this. You've done this before. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Initially, initially, we wanted to do it every Wednesday, 
And then if we did it every Wednesday, we'll be done November next year. <laughs> so I was like, yes. we can't do that. So we're going to put it to three times a week and we're still going to be done in it with it in March, which That's is still, it's still a long time to go. Yeah. This but, is like the, the it's kind of like the Pringles commercial. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's how we have them to take this. Cause bro, like this is even, even in March is a long time. And you're talking about doing that three days a week, but I love Star yeah. Wars. So I'm down for it. Hey, I'm, I, I'm willing to do it every day. I love saying I'd watch Star Wars every day if I could, to be honest with you. If I wasn't for my work schedule, I would join you for every single episode because that's how I love it. But I only got so much time I can take off. So I got I to gotta make my <laughs> Take a year off to watch Star Wars. <laughs> my boss should understand that, right? Come on now. Yeah, it's Star Wars. I see him in the chat. I do want to bust out, like, because if I'm not mistaken, he's going to join us for the first movie. Maddie Gunner in the chat right now. Yes, which Maddie is Gunner. why I am wearing this shirt. Nice. And the first episode. Me, you know, me and Maddie talk about mall so much. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love it, but it's disgusting how much we talk about mall. Like every like it could be like something red in a corner. It's like, is that mall? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, Maddie Gunner, for those who don't know, like I don't know how like big and how far he's gotten but i do know he's like involved in the mma so like when he goes out to a fight i think he needs to start getting prosthetic like horns that he can take off oh. after he gets to the ring but he walks out with the horns on his head oh i, I mean like uh, yeah yeah i like that and he could definitely rock that i know this kid could rock that 100 oh, yeah, for sure for sure so what we do in the show is we send out a tweet or discord messages that send in your questions and we got a few good ones um, and the first one is from none other than uh, Maddie Gunner. So let's get into it. All right. Uh, what's the best mall moment, and why is it when he sits on the throne like the king he is? <laughs> when I tell you, me and Maddie talk about mall so much. Uh, Justin, I'll give that one to you first. Maddie Gunner may not like me. Matter of fact, I'm having to probably start training in MMA myself right after I give my answer here because he may want to come at me at a live event or something if he's, you know, if he's able to make it and I'm there because my favorite moment of all is when he knows his place and Emperor Palpatine walks into that room and he goes straight to the knee and says, master. <laughs> and that's then, in Rebels, right? No, that's actually in uh, the Clone Wars. And when my man, Emperor Palpatine, Commences to pull out two lightsabers oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. And, and start whooping that ass. Oh, yeah. That, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot where the, the cutoff. I thought it was Rebels. Yeah. yeah and Clone Wars uh, after he's in uh, Mandalorian. Uh, Listen to me. I love Maul. And if he would not have been my look, my overall, like one of my overall, like top three players of the game is Emperor Palpatine, right? So, like, if you asked me this, <laughs> if, if you would have asked me this question and it he never would have had to go up against the Emperor, this would not be my answer. But in one of the biggest Star Wars, I think I've told Bador this, but one of my biggest Star Wars moments in all of Star Wars come from the Clone Wars. And it was when Emperor Palpatine looks at his little, you know, that blue guy, he's always standing around and he says, get my ship ready. And he goes and gets on the ship and he lands on the, he, he lands on Mandalore and you just start seeing people getting choked out. That's what I like. To, that's what I like to see. Emperor Palpatine walks in, and my man Maul. He he notices him. He's like, I felt. I feel a presence. 
something I haven't felt in a long time. And he goes, master. And he immediately gets up. He doesn't try to fight at first. He get, he gets on that bended knee and hopes that the emperor is not there for him. But little did he know he was there for him. And it was a cool fight, the whole fight. And Maul actually, you know, hey, he, he lasted for a good while. He wasn't a chump. He gave a good, solid fight. But it's the emperor. And the emperor don't play that shit. So there you go. That, that's my favorite moment. Uh, sorry, sorry, Maddie Gunner. <laughs> Hale, do you, what's yours? Well, I have, I have a, it's hard to pin down as well because I'm a big Maul fan also. I can throw in the times he was with Hondo. I love the whole sequence in, uh, where he tries to get in on the Hondo pirate action. Uh, I love, my one of my favorite sequences actually would maybe not be happy for Maddie too is with the twin sons and the rebels and rebels when uh, Obi-Wan and him have that oh, last finish. Yeah. But my favorite moment, the moment where I go, man, this guy's fucking good, is when, is episode one. Door opens, and everybody's like, "Grayson, all they all stop." Qui Gon's like, oh, "We'll take care of this." Padme knows. I'll look the long way around. He starts this duel later against two Jedi's, and the best part about it, like when it, it's, a, it's a subtle moment, he's fighting, he's fighting them. He has this direct. It's just, it's just such passionate energy that he could direct it. He like takes his hand, swing, throws it back to knock like the, the door open or whatever. But it's so like just just not even like you have, he's, he's still fighting. He doesn't care. Just, and he keeps going. Uh, that battle, man, that battle between him and, and Qui-Gon, two Jedi at the top of their game, and he's like, this is no problem. I still got this. If it wasn't for his arrogance at the end, again, it's Obi-Wan, he could have beaten both of them. That's how good he was. That was my peak ball moment at that point. That's that's um, a good moment, but there's 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 two. I kind of, I kind of cheating. The first time we see like the double-bladed lightsaber, that's a really cool moment. And my second, my second one is there's this um, behind the scenes thing uh, circling with Sam Witwer screaming Kenobi, yes. and when every time I watch it and he screams Kenobi like in the sand, I'm just like, dude, that gives me chills. You can feel the hate inside. Yeah, you can feel the hate inside of him, and it's just, I love Maul. I'm going to say my second favorite actually is kind of with Paul because it's in the same movie, but I love the contrast because you really never got to see it that much in the original trilogy. But in uh, Phantom Menace, when Qui-Gon and him are battling and they got those like electronic, whatever you want to call shield doors or whatever, they were like sliding open and sliding closed and they get to the end and Maul's on one side and Qui-Gon's on the other. And you see the two differences between a Jedi and a Sith. And you see the Sith, he's just pacing like a, like a cage line. Uh, and then you have Qui-Gon over there. He kneels to meditate, to get peace like a Jedi should. And you see those two styles. And then the door opens up. They both sense the door about to open. And they both get into prepared to battle again. And you see Obi-Wan trying to get there as fast as he can to help his master out. And he just gets to the very last one. And it closes on him. And it traps him on the other side. It's pretty day. That's a pretty cool ass moment, like to be honest with you. Not wrong. Not wrong at all, man. Oh. It's kind of hard to pick one just because he's probably <coughs> he's probably my favorite. And I'll like include all of Clone Wars and Rebels. Like his arc is probably my favorite. Um it's really hard to choose one. Yeah, I could use I could use all of them. Most of the every time he's on screen, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, give give me all of them all. Alrighty. 
Um, our second question is from another Star Wars character, very famous Star Wars character, I would say, if you've watched Rebels. Thrawn asks, uh, with favorites from the Toons making their live action, The Mandalorian, debut this season, which two characters would you like to see on the show from cartoons, comic books, and who do you think should play them? Oh, these are good ones. These are good questions. I mean, we're getting Ahsoka. That would that would have been like my first choice. Um, if I'm gonna choose another two, I got one I can throw out right away. Okay, I'll throw it there because he's, he's had he's had books and everything. It doesn't mean it could be Legends uh, too. We can go mm -hmm. Legends, right? My favorite character, Talon Card. I want to see Talon Card. I think that Talon Card is his great information guy. Gate broker, kind of like Han Solo, but it stayed more neutral. Slick, oh, I kind of running a, a galaxy kind of thing, but really intense. And of course, I'm gonna have my boy play him. Ed Harris is gonna play him, of course, because he, he can command an army. He can stand up against. He stands up against Thrawn like it's nobody's business. Like nobody else can stand up up to him. He doesn't care. He knows that Thrawn is so badass. And the Empire kick his ass, but he runs it very well. He runs a tight ship. He knows what he's doing. It always seems to be just one step ahead enough. Uh, I like that. So I'm gonna put Ed Harris as tail and card. Because that's my favorite character. We're here at Actor Together. How can I go wrong? You did it. You did it. Right in there, baby. Listen. I'm going to say one. I'm going to have two here. But I'm going to say one. Then I'm going to let Bador throw out one. Uh, but my first one is going to be Mara Jade. And I'm going to be played by Scarlett Johansson. But, but she, I know Homegirl has red hair, so we have to put Scarlet either in hair dye or a red wig, which I think she could pull off really, really, really super fancy because I want to know. I want her involved somewhere because uh, I want to know how Luke how Luke lays it down. You know what I'm saying? How Luke like does his thing. Does he light candles? You know, beforehand, does he massage the feet? I want to know what Luke does, because if you don't know, Mara Jade is uh, a love interest of Luke's in the uh, Legend series. I was going to ask age-wise, I don't think Scarlett Johansson and Mark Hamill fit age-wise. No, not today, obviously, but I'm saying Mar Scarlett Joe, I think, could pull it off, because, I mean, she's still yeah. a very beautiful woman I mean, for her age. Like, if we're going to scale down, I think Sebastian Stan and... We would have to get a recasting. We'd have to get a recasting for Luke, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Sebastian Stan. He has, like, a spitting image of him. Uh, mine are from the book Lost Stars, the two main characters, um, Thane and Sienna. I really, really want that book to be made into either a series or a movie. I don't care. Just give me Lost Stars. <laughs> give me Lost Stars to the book. I'm fine with that because the book, the first book ended on a cliffhanger. There's something in my nose. But yeah, that's the. Mm, I like that one too. Obvious Mara Jade was kind of a joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sort of. Because I'm still sort of <laughs> interested in what, what could be laid down there, but. I know I'm not going to get that. The real one. And I was hoping, I just don't know if we're going to get it now. I don't know if we'll get it ever. But the real one is my man, Cad Bane. I, I love oh. that character. I love the design. I love the look. 
I wouldn't even mind Hondo being in one of these like things, like being able to be in there, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's my number. Like, that was my number two. Yep. Yeah. So, but, but Cad Bane is dude, I want, yeah, you are right, Brandon. I do want all the details, but that yeah, Cad Bane is the one that I really truthfully would want to have in live action. Ahsoka, like a Bador said, I'm, dude, I'm going to, I might need to record my reaction for whenever she shows up on screen for the Mandalorian <laughs> because I'm going to be. I might we not might need to record. because I'm going to stream. We might like just stay in Streamyard and just record our reaction. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie to you because I might scream like a little schoolgirl. My, my might reaction might be NC17, so I don't know if I can record it. Like, oh yeah, I might. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do when she shows up. And then I think that's going to be really cool when they know she's coming. And also. Uh, Fair Smoothana out there hitting up big subs. <laughs> he's subbing everybody out there, baby. He's like Oprah Winfrey, but for our stream, he's just like, here's a sub, here's a sub, here's a sub, here's a sub. But thank you, Ferris. But yeah, no, uh, that that would be mine. Cad Bane. I, I, love, I love Cad Bane. I'd love to see him in live action. That's a great choice, man. And like I said, it fits, I like the characters that fit any version of Star Wars. So you can kind of throw Cad Bane into Jedi. You can throw Cad Bane in the underground. Same thing with my, with my man Hondo. I think Hondo could fit really well. You've seen him have the relationship with Obi-Wan and Anakin. You've seen him have I love the fact that he has the, the heart of realities. With Ezra, exactly. He's done that. Uh, he's got that kind of heart of gold. Bit, not heart of gold is bit, not the right thing. Heart of silver, maybe. Everyone's like, guys, little, little, little uh, moments there. There's like a little like, shiny part in his heart. <laughs> not completely evil. Elf. Yeah, so those characters are always my. I'll, I'll play Cad Bane. No, come on, man. <laughs> we were talking about realistic casting here, folks. Have you seen Peel? It's like Cad Bane. I've seen him in some of the cartoons. He could jump a little bit, he had a little bit of ups. How far <laughs> do you think? How far do you think my man PLD can jump up in the air? Come on, guys. I've never had a much of a jump action, but hey, special effects can do a whole lot, man. Look at John. I was Tyler. just gonna he say hey, actually, well, no, he's not. I was gonna say with the force, but he does have those rocket shoes, don't he? That's right. Doesn't he have the shoes with like the rocket? So, like, yeah, man, there you go, right there. That's right. It's gonna be powerful enough uh, rockets, that's all. So uh but yeah, my man my man Hondo. That's what I want to see Hondo in there because he could fit anything. You could put him into the good side, you can put him in the bad side, whatever you need to you need that week. It's gold and he's hilarious as hell. So I like Hondo. I was on a show last night where we talked about a little bit about Galaxy's Edge, and I've been to Galaxy's Edge and I've rode the Millennium Falcon ride. And let me tell you something, when you get in there, you go into this room and Hondo's you're basically at one of Hondo's places and he's waiting for the Millennial Falcon to come in and land uh, with Chewbacca. And while that's going on, he's, he's walking around and he's talking to the people out there, like about what's happening and what's going on. When I went in there the first time, I was like, dude, whoever this guy is, that's up there, did it immaculate. Like I thought it was like Hondo come to life I was like trying to give props to the actor, my friend that was there. <laughs> we were looking at each other. We were like, dude, can you believe they've got someone that looks exactly like and talks exactly like Hondo doing this thing? Like, this is amazing casting. Went in there the second time and we found out it's, it's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how good it is. That's how good it is. It literally, it felt like that person because it walks around a little bit and stuff like it moves yeah. and it looks so realistic. I really thought it was like one of their actors that they kind of hired to do some of the stuff that walks around the park. Yes. It is like one of the best things I've ever seen. It, it flipped me the F out. I almost got scared that AI was technically really going to take over the world because <laughs> I'm like, bro, if they can look like that, like I wouldn't even know the difference. Right. 
I agree Every show Justin brings up uh, Galaxy's Edge, and I, I get I die a little bit every single time. Just You'll get like, there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it happen at some point. We'll make it happen. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. Oh, it's uh, gonna happen. It is glorious. I definitely cried when I was there. I was like, I was just in shock of everything I, I saw. I, w I would just probably live there, and and then they'll be like, get out, and be like, hire me. I'll work twenty four seven. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, man. Oh, Oof. that place is just sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait until we get there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, our next question is uh, hashtag Yodi for Chronic. Nerdphonic. Right. Uh, what would your pitch be for a Star Wars horror film? Mm. I'll take this one. Uh, we've talked about him on our main show, and I know Justin will agree. He's he's he definitely fits a horror genre with who is Dr. Cornelius Epizone. And mm. here's my pitch. So in canon, uh what? Oh. Okay, I was like really confused. Um, oh yeah, that's the picture of that dude, dude. Oh my god. Uh, in, in canon, um, when uh, Ponda Baba's arm gets cut off, Cornelius Evazon actually almost kills him uh, because he wants to put it back together. So it's like that journey of him trying to, to save him, but him saving him from what we know from legends um he actually dismembers other people to save uh someone so i think that would be like an interesting way to go for it hmm you got something pld i do there well i can't remember the name of the book now there's actually a book that was a horror book in the legends um it was a horror um I can't remember the name of it now not red harvest it was the death troopers, red harvest. Death death, death troopers and then red harvest came after that's right that's what it was death troopers and i don't remember that's cheap because it's not my own but i liked that idea of it it was a prison ship uh eventually hot and hot and chewy on it you find that out much later on but basically it's a plague gets involved with stormtroopers i kind of want to take that aspect of it and then make it into kind of what red harvest is combine the two some kind of ship. There's someone on the Sith planet. I want to kind of ship where there might be a Sith Lord in there. Something that a play goes and starts driving people raging mad. They get this kind of like World War Z type uh, things going on, but they have lightsabers or they have the Force and get that in time. And so we have to escape some kind of entitled place like a ship, probably like a one big, like a Star Destroyer, where like no one else is on the Star Destroyer. Like there's only a few people on the Star Destroyer, so to speak, because it's such a big place with a few small people. So it could be this desolation town. Um, maybe something to the effect that maybe it's a just down Star Destroyer, um, something like that. Like Booster Tarek and Legends had his own little like. A hotel type Star Wars. I mean, you have like anything you want. Start, it's so big, right? You can have almost a whole city on there if you needed to, like a small, small village rather. But have a big place, small amount of people, force, plague, put it all together. Could be really scary. Justin? I'm going I'm to throw out two. One of them because it's not my own, but I, I like to give props to it because of the whole like um, Mark Riley. I'm like a huge fan of Mark Riley. Obviously, I love Mark Riley. And yeah, he uh, kind of came up with an idea with all of us, like some of his Patreons and stuff, talking about this very subject that was basically like some Jedi show up at this temple and they end up bumping into a Sith holocron, which like turns one of them to the dark side. And then the rest of the like movie would be that person hunting 
the people down, the other Jedi's that came along like one by one. And I think that's a really cool idea. It plays with the force and everything else. And you could, could you imagine like uh, uh, this guy coming out that has obviously the force powers uh, fighting other people with force powers, but in more of a horror style uh, like setting. But I'm going to say this for my personal one. I've always loved Darth Vader. You know, one of the most like, if you wanted to say horror-like things that we've gotten in true canon in movies or films is on Rogue One when Darth Vader lights up his lightsaber at the end of that hallway and he just starts walking through fools, cutting them down one by one. And they literally are just trying everything possible to get this disc to the other side. And he's got the, that one guy has the little bit of the crack in the door and he slips the disc and he has no other choice and recourse but to just say go. Cause he knows he's gone. He knows he's dead. That, that is truly, if you look into that scene just in there, in that context, that's pretty amazing. But I want to expand on that. I want it like an entire ship, right. Of these people, almost like an alien style, like aliens, the, the second one, the one with the S on the end of it, sort of thing where you have these elite troopers or something like that in this ship and they're carrying something important that Darth Vader needs to take care of. He gets on the ship without them knowing it. And he really like slasher style Friday, the 13th, Jason Voorhees just takes people out. Like that's what I would want for a whole movie. With that one, I think a lot of people would think that's cool rather than it's scary. Yeah. Because like everyone talks about that moment at the end of Rogue One as like like, the coolest part of Rogue One. Yeah. But you know what? Then everybody can join my party because back in the day, I used to root for Jason Voorhees. I would be that dude that was like, get him, Jason. Get him, get him. Yeah. So on, everybody would see what I felt like back in the yep. 80s when I was watching all these things, like people like Freddy Krueger and Leatherface and like Jason Voorhees were my superheroes, man. And they were going down and taking out these kids who didn't give a damn about the world. And they were just selfish. I thought they were cleansing the planet. Like, here we go, baby. Let Jason Voorhees like everybody would be like I would when I was rooting for him, right? That would make me feel comfortable because everybody would be like, yeah, Vader, kill that piece of, you know, garbage, even though we know technically we're kind of rooting for the bad thing. Like, a lot of people would be like that. So, yeah, let's do it. I was like yeah. that, too, before I realized that sex and drugs were good. That's a... Because <laughs> <laughs> it is, because the kids in the 80s, the horror movies, all yeah, that sex the, and drugs the last, kill. the last Wednesday of every month it just turns into a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, we got Nerd Chronic in the in the chat, and he says, my hotel pitch uh, for a long time was a slasher film where Darth Vader is the villain stalking a group of Padawans after Order 66. Yeah, I want to combine that with uh, Hambo's 2 or, and the Rogue One thing. Pitch. I was like, yeah. what's the hotel pitch? Combine that. If maybe a Jedi lore, Jedi went in with some Padawans into that uh, Sith temple, and the 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 master was turned by something with the holocron somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I see the chase the the younglings around who aren't quite as good at those. There's like five or six younglings that have to team up and try to run away from the master kind of thing. That could be combine those two efforts together. That could be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could like with with mine, we can find out how he gets the death system, uh, the death sentence, and twelve systems. Twelve systems. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like no, Bedore, I love yours because that dude's one of my favorite characters of all time yeah. in Star Wars now. Yeah. After I did the research and found out that this guy, like literally in one of the stories that I read to get prepared for that episode, 
there was a gentleman that's trying to like get inside of Dr. Evanson's like stuff, right? Like a, yeah. kind of almost like a, a spy to try to take him down. And the reason why this guy's trying to do that is because the good doctor had supposedly was going to help his family. They were having these stomach ailments and he would be like, Oh, I got to cut this one open to find out to save the others. And he just cut open seven members of his family and never helped any of them. But he just cut them up just because he could. Like that is like literally think about that. That is literally in Star Wars. He is a horror movie. That's in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's some Jeffrey Dahmer crap right there. I ain't gonna lie yeah. to you, bro. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Uh, I love that. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know how else like I would I would be able to pitch it. Like I don't know. Let's well, let's find out how he got this. The serial I'm, killer I'm, I'm of curious. Star Wars. It could be like the Silence of the Lambs of Star Wars, or like the Seven of Star Wars, right? Like you could actually have a movie like that in Star Wars with a character that is actually there that's already been there for years, and I think it would work, man. Like that's the one thing I hated about some of the negativity and stuff that came into Star Wars because now I think Disney's scared, and if I you're agree. scared, you're not going to take those like, dude, let's take a chance. But if yeah. if Disney would have been more careful and they would have hit off hit after hit after hit after hit, that's why. Listen, the MCU didn't start off with Guardians of the Galaxy for a reason because mm -hmm. nobody knew what they were but once they got the footing and once they got the bravery to like okay let's throw it out there let's do the guardians let's start doing this interstellar universe out there oh let's take the chance they did it if star wars would have did the same thing there could have been a moment where we got a story like this like could have been 110 percent agree with you man they could take and there's so many things you could do that even like outside canon you could they kind of like wanted this whole can thing you could have so many what ifs out there you could do in pitches series there's so many i think mean, the galaxy is so big and you are yeah. so populated with so many characters and so many like colorful characters that are just nothing and they're just named they're named for toys but because they're named for toys you could totally set like whole new stories with them and, yeah. and it's still connected to the universe. It's still connected to the things you know. Oh, that's that guy. I want to know more about this guy. Well, let's yeah. find out. <laughs> I, I want I want more creatures. Definitely more creatures. I want it. I want it to be less humans and feel more like space. Yeah, absolutely, hundred ten percent. That's kind of one of the things I liked about Mandalor Mandalorian recently. Is that. It's, I like the the sequel trilogy. Another thing about the sequel trilogy, and this is kind of going off on a tangent. I'm sorry, but the sequel trilogy. I had a lot of, of they seem like they kept coming up with new creatures mm -hmm. forgetting that we've had a lot of old creatures like yeah. already in place so to speak mandalorian yeah. has done a good job of like combining that you still saw them see some new creatures but then you get you, you yeah. get to see like the twilight or you get to see like uh the abyssian or whatever the oh i know that kind of because like otherwise it's like well where are the other creatures that have come up i mean i want to see the old ones i know give me some yeah. more too but like so yeah def right. definitely for sure it's, it's Honestly, like PLD, you should watch the Mandalorian with us. Like, it's just like a screaming fest. Honestly, <laughs> I would. I have to watch it with my wife, though. My wife watches it, and I think she'd kill me if I watched it without her. I mean, hey, she can. Hey, what well, she don't know? She just gave me a death look. She's over on the couch. She just gave me. A death look. <laughs> I, know, I know Watch it with us. Hey, I love Kim. <laughs> I love murdering her in Among Us. <laughs> she likes being murdered Among Us, also sometimes. I think. <laughs> Nice, yeah. nice. I forgot what I was gonna say. What were we talking about? Uh, we were finishing up that last question. I think we we're about done with it, though, and going on to the next. I think. Yeah. Okay. I was um, to 
Our next question is from Kylie. Um, she asks, what made you fall in love with Star Wars? Who showed you your first Star Wars? Mm. Okay, so I, I do want to say one pretty quickly. Kylie's <laughs> one of your friends, correctly. Isn't isn't Kylie one of your friends, Bador? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just want to prove can can you pull up her question again? Listen, I'm gonna tell people that Bador is a great person, even though she let her friend's question get up here with like this huge error in the word made. <laughs> made. Uh -huh. She didn't even typo correct it or whatever. We all on this. Come on. I ain't going to throw that girl's question up there like that. He's supposed to be oh, that's fun. <laughs> but, you called it out. But no. My, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to answer this one because mine is like way shorter than yours and you take forever to answer. Um, oh, I started man. watching I started watching Star Wars almost three years ago. Um, and I showed myself Star Wars. Uh, it, uh, when I was younger, uh, my cousin... Uh, got Star Trek and it freaked me out for some reason so I stayed away from Star Wars and Star Trek because I thought they were the same so after after years um, I uh, I realized that they're not the same but then I was like eh, whatever it's like past my time and I don't really care little did I know that it would become a huge part of my life after I got injured uh, I just I just binge the entirety of Star Wars and I was so like engrossed in the in the world and so in it like when I came out of it I just thought the world was real and like we had chips and all of that in real life because it just sucks you in it's there, there's no way it doesn't suck you in and that's my answer no, I agree, but uh, actually, our answer is real. As far as who showed, I showed myself Star Wars. Same thing. Saw it on. It was like running on TV. I watched it. Thought it was really super cool. Uh, started trying to watch out for myself, like if I could find something more and stuff like that. And I start. I watched the original trilogy. I started when I was like eight or nine years old watching the original trilogy. Uh, the prequels hadn't came out yet. And then I was uh, either a junior or a senior in high school when the actual Phantom Menace came out, and I was waiting in line. Uh, from like six o'clock in the morning till midnight that night to be able to see it. Uh, I was number 13 in line. Nice. With the pizza. <laughs> um, well, I, my story is one of, I think my parents did because the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater was The Empire Strikes Back. And that's dating me. I know a little oh, bit. I'm a little old man. I am the old man, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I think I told this story at the Smash the Thon thing, but uh, Yoda scared the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not Vader, it was Yoda. Um, but then again, after that, I, I, I wanted to get uh, New Hope on, on video cassette back then. <laughs> and then Return, and my cousin took me to Return of the Jedi, and it was just a long love process from that. And uh, then when the prequels came out, oh, it was all over at that point. I actually slept overnight to get tickets for Phantom Menace. And uh, it's always been the same. I just, I love Star Wars so much that it just became my my second world for a long time. I would escape anything that was going on in my, in my shit life. And I'd go yeah. find out what went on in, in a galaxy far, far away. So, and different, yeah. also different like, adventures of life too. Like I started as a Luke fan. Then when I got a little older, became a little, uh, became a little more like rebellious. I wanted to become a Han fan. Then in college, I wanted to be a smooth motherfucker. I became a Lando fan. You know how that works? Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, there's always whatever adventure of life in you have a, a hero or someone you can look out to and uh, love watching. So. Yeah, I think I think that's the beauty of it. I can't speak for it since I only started watching it three years ago. But I feel like the more you grow up with it, the more your perspective of it changes. Not 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 necessarily to good or bad, but um, just you you see things differently from when you saw them when you were younger. Because when you're younger, you're like, oh, good guy, bad guy. But then you see like the layers of it when you're older. So I think that's what really interesting. You can always find something new. I mean, it's made for children. So I go, let's look, forget that it is yeah. made for children. But you can find yeah. so much in it, as, even as an yeah. adult, as long as you don't lose your inner child. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if it was if it was just for children, I probably wouldn't have been as invested in it right. as I am now, because I saw it as an adult. <laughs> and yes, Jerry, when you get as old as me, maybe you'll move on at that point. I don't know. It's all good, man. Like I'm gonna tell you, like I never liked Luke until the Last Jedi. Oh, I never cared for Luke Skywalker. Interesting. He, he he was like down low in my rankings, man. I had a lot of other characters that I liked above him. Like my favorite good guy is obviously Chewie. Uh, for a lot of reasons, but like, but no, he's all Chewie's always been my favorite good guy because Chewie to me was always like this for real thing. Reason. And like the, that's the one thing I give Chewie credit for. And I'm trying to think of the guy's name off the top of my head. The guy, Peter, Mayhew? Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Peter Mayhew did so well was express without being able to use the English language. He was able to express exactly what Chewbacca felt on every situation. And yeah. you didn't have to have Han Solo explain to you what he said. Right. You just had to have the expressions and what was going on. I love Chewbacca. I, all for that, man. I love Chewie. Yep. Um, Alrighty. Our next question is from Jake Berlin from a certain point of view. Jake. Um, I want scratch scratch that. I need a podcast, <laughs> uh, a pod racing series in the future. Uh, it's what I want most from Star Wars. With that said, pitch me your idea for a TV series that isn't based around a character or story we're familiar with. Ooh. So I can't use Lost Stars for this one, sadly, because it revolves around the original trilogy. Right. True. Um. Uh, I can't use I can't use Crimson Dawn because that's what I want to see. Before we get started on our own, I do want to point out that I think just like we were talking about in the horror franchise, that I think a Days of Thunder style pod racing movie in the Star Wars galaxy would be really cool. Oh, absolutely! We just couldn't name the the main character Dick Trickle. <laughs> <laughs> We couldn't get some kind of like close to it somehow. Yeah, yeah exactly. But no, nah, <laughs> man, like a Days of Thunder style movie. Uh, uh, but Dora, have you ever seen Days of Thunder? It's got Tom Cruise in it. I figured maybe you had seen it just because you think he looks hot. Not or something, a Tom but... Cruise fan. <laughs> but no, oh yeah, hot take, people. Well, we probably. <laughs> all but Tom Cruise, man, like he plays in this movie called Days of Thunder. And it's about like a uh, NASCAR, and that would be a cool style of a movie, right? Like you get this guy. It's got talent and stuff like that, trying to get into pod racing and just involve a lot of those elements in Star Wars for a pod racing actual lab movie. I couldn't see a pod racing series unless it was just a super kid friendly cartoon, but I could see a, a, a mean, down and dirty, gritty Star Wars like race. But Resistance wasn't pod racing. It was more yeah. like it was racing, but in the sky. Mm -hmm. um, see that? A little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be like a kids' cartoon, but like they could go like really um, grunge with it and and make it like, you know, um, 
the underworld uh, type of situation, right. like uh, smugglers and deals and bets and all of that. They could make a series out of it. So we're supposed to take something in Star Wars yes. to make a well, series out of it, like no, a certain no, no, thing, no, like Potter's. Star, like, it doesn't have to be. It's just something that you want to create in Star Wars. Which is very interesting because I think of Star Wars all the time, but now I can't think of anything. I'm going to say, uh, I know you don't like Tom Cruise, but I'm going to bring in there. I want to see Mission Impossible in Star Wars. I want to see some kind of like espionage kind of thing, maybe a, maybe a verse from the Jedi or Sith era, but like kind of like the Rebellion or the uh, New Republic Empire. I don't know where you'd set it, depending on where you set it. Probably more of the uh, Empire and Rebellion era, I would think. Unless maybe, maybe it's New Republic. But either way, you get them, uh, something involved, some kind of high-tech a spy gear. Maybe it's maybe it's between Republic agents like Cor Coruscant and Corellia or something, some kind of like interworld yeah. thing, and they have this like kind of like top-notch crew uh, of super spy type team, and like they have to go and infiltrate and you learn more. Maybe they get tied into the Jedi by having to steal some kind of lore or something to that effect. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> Dustin loves Chuck Norris. I think Chuck Norris would be great for Star Wars. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I have, by the way, I have, like. Just so you know, yeah. real quick, Tom Cruise follows Maddie Gunner on Twitter, so you better watch out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Damn, they're like close personal I, I, friends. Uh, see, it seems like you, you stalk Maddie Gunner. <laughs> He's an action army general. I know all about him. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me see. Like, I, I'm still kind of, this is not going to be my main one, but an idea that I just came out with. You know how in like, in those kind of almost like reality style shows, uh, they have that one. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's like, it's about fixing bars. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, I know. It's where the guy goes in and he like tries to like help the manager and stuff, like yep. clean up the bar and make it like a really happening spot. Right. Like, I would love to see that, but with the different cantinis across the galaxy, man. Like Dexter, like, Dexter Diner and all sorts of stuff. Any, any of these things, like he shows up to like help build, like make these cantinas better. Right. And like more happening places and stuff. And maybe you get like little Last stories like of one guy trying to rob the, the owner. Basically, you could have little stories like that and all this other that. kind of stuff, but almost be like a reality TV show in Star Wars. <laughs> like that, that would actually be kind of funny. That would actually be that, that'd be pretty fun. All the alien species you could see and all that stuff. That would be funny, too. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I don't. I don't know if a lot of people know about Tag and Bink. I feel like those would be like that would be like a good comedy, and then we can have like a Godfather or Mafia style, like with all the. It's me weaving in the Crimson Dawn, <laughs> in, a, in a way, like with all, with all the leaders of uh, the underworld, just like them going at it at each other, um, or like Old Republic, the when the first Jedi became a Jedi and when the first Sith became Sith. So, oh, I have a good one I want to throw out there. I'm going to throw one more out there. I'm going to take in the height of the Jedi, High Republic area. That's a good one, too. High Republic area. I'm going to tell you about the Jedi Olympics. You got all sorts of competitions with the Jedi and some kind of televised galaxy-wide. I don't know if it's like lightsaber tossing. I don't know if it's like long vaulting. I don't know if it's like some kind of mind tricks you can do. I don't know what it is, but I'm just, just start this process now. I think you could do a million different things with the Jedi. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we're going to go that route, I'm I'm just going to say like Master Chef in, in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like we're just going to do that. <laughs> And first, you can shut up. 
We could have like Gordon Ramsay just like <laughs> appears as like man potato, whatever he's gonna say. You know <laughs> what? We've got a we've got a game, a big one actually that a lot of people know the name of that deals with gambling. So could you imagine in the Star Wars universe having like the uh the World Series of Poker, but it's the World Series of Sabacc? <laughs> I love that. Like it is all these characters like out there trying to win the poker tournament. And you, you can make it either a movie or like a series, but if it's a movie, it could be like almost like the movie Maverick. Right. They had uh Mel Gibson or, back a few years or ago. Like, or like the movie Pokemon. Just get all the cards. <laughs> get all the cards you need before you before the big battle. But nah, man, there's all kinds of things that could be really super cool. I've always said that they need to have Dexter's Diner, like cooking show, right now on Disney Plus. I love that. Where he cooks like, like, like there, Star there Wars is, style like, food. Here's the thing: they could make it like an, like not a Star Wars show, but like an, an actual like reality show because there is a cookbook for Star Wars, and they could have like someone dress up or like, Bro. you know, they could they could do that. Bro. And I'm for it. I just came up with the best idea ever, and I'm not even going to be mad if somebody from Star Wars Lucas Films watching us right now and steals it. <laughs> basically Reno 911 but in Star Wars so you have a couple of guys that are like supposed to be almost like police officers but whatever that you know whatever that would entail like in Star Wars and they show up to these random people all doing dumb shit that's like illegal that they have to catch and everything have you ever seen that show oh my basically god it's hilarious. what's that basically Tech and Pink right it's kind of yeah, sort of yeah, something like that. And, but but even you can even make it more serious, where it's kind of like, uh, what was the uh, what was it? What was it called? Was it just called Cops? Yeah, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. Cops, yeah, yeah, basically, like you have a show where you have these dudes as having to go out and arrest these people that are disturbing the peace or just whatever, right? And because Star Wars, it'd be hilarious because like you have like <laughs> you basically have all these aliens you could deal with, like just different kind of things. Like it could be funny. Gonna have to ask that. You ever seen Troops? Like it's a fan film. It? It's a fan film they did. It's basically similar to that. It's called. Troopers. Oh, dude, yeah, it's cool. Like, that's cool. Somebody, I, no, I have not seen that. That's actually really cool. I'm about to look that up. Yeah, it's funny. It's good stuff. It's very good. You definitely would like that. I think. I also thought of their cool redemption storyline. Maybe a Jedi who's flunked out because he got addicted to spice, and now he's got to find a redemption angle. He become like a private eye or something like that. He uses the Force maybe a little bit. Of, uh, off top of my head, I don't know if that works or not, but we'll find it. Dude, I'm just gonna bring up this message. Uh, Jared Padalecki is about to be a tech, the next Texas Walker Ranger. I Play some Chuck Norris in, in Star Wars, also uh, since Supernatural just finished. So I binged the because uh, I was missing like the half, the second half of the last season, and I just watched it, and I was just a sobbing mess after. I didn't think I was gonna cry, but then they just did what they did, and I was like, <laughs> excuse me. That's like 15 years of my life. But that's another idea. They could do a show sort of like Supernatural, but in the Star Wars universe because of all the Sith relics that's been passed down throughout the years that are haunted. And then you would meet these like really cool dudes and never would ever be able to meet like beforehand. Like, you know, they find a relic with a certain like Sith Lord that's like this dude. He was like a super badass and really scary and stuff. And they have to do something with it. I mean, you can do, there's a lot of stuff you could do in star wars and stuff that you could just could just make up you know like really and truthfully like it's it's just amazing all the stuff you could do 
I don't know. Yeah, I must think any 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 good story that you watch, any good movie or TV show you've watched, you can do the Star Wars version of that, and it would be very it could be very successful if done right. I like that idea too. Uh, I'm just making her. Yeah, I'm Okay. Uh, our next question is uh, again from Mike. Okay. Um, if you had to be stuck in one ship, uh, wandering wandering the galaxy for a very long period of time, which ship would you choose? Millennium Falcon. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm gonna choose it first, so no one can. Wow! Wow! I gotta go for uh, Booster Tarek ship in Legends. He like I was talking about before, Connie. He took the Star Destroyer and turned it into like a Vegas uh, casino and uh, entertainment establishment kind of thing. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Uh, PLD, did you watch our last show? If you didn't, there's uh, not yet. Uh, there's like a, a pleasure ship. That's what they're called. There you go. All right, I have to look into that. Yes, I know. I have heard that that's true as well. That that would be the one I'd go on, though, definitively. That would be a pleasure for a couple months if you're stuck on a ship, right? <laughs> what about you, Hambode? I am uh, looking at something really quick because. Well, you're saying that Jerry, I see you said the ghost and it ain't close. I get it, but the ghost is kind of small, right? The ghost kind of no, small, no, it's right? actually pretty huge. It's actually bigger than the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but for if you're talking, you're on the ship for months at a time. I think you don't want to get something bigger to stretch your legs and everything else. I don't know. That's just me. Okay, I can't think of the name of it right now, but in Legends, I'm just going to just talk about it because it might take me a second to find because I wanted to get like the name. But there is a ship in uh, Legends where... It's, uh, I think it's from Old Republic time that this one Sith Lord, and if I'm not mistaken, it was a female, uh, she would sit in the chair and become one with the ship. The ship would like almost go into like her body, like some of the wires would, and she would be using the force to control it. And it was like a super weapon, basically, because it wasn't a ship that you had to control steering wise. She controlled it with the force. Like everything, like she she control multiple things at one time. So like this ship could do things uh, that other ships of the time couldn't do. Uh, it was pretty. It's pretty amazing, actually. Um, to be honest with you, it's a, it's it's actually there. Like so, while y'all are talking about something, I'm actually going to try to see if I can't find this name so that I can give it to you uh, straight up. But yes, it is a really super cool like little story. But uh, it also has, like I said, it's got this ship that, like, the Sith Lord becomes one with and controls everything from the front. Was it from the books or was it from the comics? It's from the books. Books. Okay, you can't think of, uh, it sounds like Crystal Star, but it was the Sith Lord, it was a Jedi, that she, like, got, she got her consciousness into the ship. But um, that sounds like a little bit like that, but I'm trying to think what you're Actually, doing. you might be right. Um you said it was what? You, you said Crystal you thought it was Star. What? I think it was Crystal Star that was the book by Vonda McIntyre, I believe. And the Jedi actually got killed, but like your spirit got fused into the ship. And it was a weird, weird book because like Luke and this Jedi had almost like kind of an affair together, but like they didn't like. like <laughs> a lot of. Uh... A lot of legends <laughs> material is a little weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit in legends, I'm not gonna lie, but it's still kind of fun to read. Um, but yeah, that was weird. Organic ships, organic ships and puns. Not the Yuzhan Vong, I don't think. I don't think that's what he means. Mm -mm, no, it's not the Yuzhan Vong. I'm gonna look through this. Y'all go on. Y'all can go on to the next one. Yeah, you definitely All got right. me uh, intrigued. Um, our next question I just received from JDM. 
Okay. He says, do you think Star Wars, uh, Star Wars canon fans gatekeep too much about what fits into canon and not value traditional storytelling? I think it's part of the reason why The Last Jedi sequel trilogy is so divisive since Star Wars is a self-contained universe. Um, I think so. I, th I think so. In short, I do think so. I think the, um, the, the fans want what they want, not what the story is supposed to be. Um, but I can agree with like the sequel trilogy, like not having a plan, which you can clearly see it. Like they do something in uh, The Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi, they're like, nah, never mind. And then in Rise of Skywalker, they're like, no, wait, no, yes, it is. Um, so it's, it's kind of, uh, it's sad to see, but I still don't hate the sequel trilogy. Um, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if this quite answers, I wasn't quite sure if this answers the question, but I always thought it was weird because I know when Disney bought the Star Wars, uh, bought Lucasfilm, they basically said, all right, we're drawing a line here. Anything that happened before this is, is if it wasn't a movie, it's gone. Anything now forward is going to be canon. Um, but I feel like a lot of the fans took that personally um, because it wasn't like that they totally deleted it. They just said they weren't beholden to it. Because I think more often than not, you've seen them like kind of cherry pick some of their good stuff. And you can still, as far as long as yeah. unless it was contradicted, it still happened. You can make headcanon whatever you want to tell. I got to tell you guys, knock, knock, knock. Hint, this, is a, this is a fictional universe. What you want to believe happened, that's what happened. I mean, so you get something all, all the arms about it. You know what I mean? Like, just take what you like. The stories still exist. The books Wait, about Thrawn, Jason, Jaina, they exist. Wait, you're telling me, like, this isn't like a history lesson from the galaxy far, far away a long time ago? But it's only, but it's in your head. It's in your head. You can help create the history in your head. You can make up your own history. It's as real as you want it to be. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now because I'm uh, what I'm hearing because I didn't even get to see the question, but I'm hearing a fact of like legends and stuff like that. It's, this is the it's, thing. It's this the fact that, um, like, Star Wars fan gatekeep, uh, what is canon, what's not, and that's why uh, that's a little bit. But like, here goes the deal. Like, even when Disney bought it and went to Legends, I thought people made too big of a um, deal with that because you're, you're they're still keeping these stories. The fact they didn't say, um let's take this out of history. They just called it legends. So when we hear stories about say uh, Greek, Greek and Roman mythology and stuff like that, right? Like uh, maybe some of those stories are like not real, you know, doesn't have anything to do with it, but maybe some of them do have a little bit of fact in them and stuff like that. And the point to us is to find out what's fact and what's not right. Like, so one of the famous stories back then was like the, the, the story of uh, Troy, and like they made a movie about it and stuff. Was that fa factual? Was that like a story that told a war about this thing? Or was it not factual, but with some truths mixed in to, in, into it and maybe some things added to make it a more like just, you know, entertaining story. So that's the thing I look at is like you have all these legend stories out there. Don't just give up on them. If, if you've if you want to read a legends comic book or a legends novel, look already you've already got thrawn that's been brought into canon not yeah, the exact same way but at least you understood what thrawn was because you already knew thrawn so a lot of these other things that are happening they're doing a lot of things that are similar like some of the stuff that they did in even the sequel trilogy sort of like 
outlined a little bit what they actually did in the expanded universe for stuff that happened after Return of the Jedi. So there's some connection. Jason Solo, Jason Solo, and uh, Kylo are basically the same type, same uh, archetype. Really, it's a son of Han Solo who went to the dark side. That's the basic. Your archetype. stories, but so when you read those legends, you take what you think is real and what you don't think is real. Uh, and finally, maybe we get the facts. I mean, we know Darth Bane's part of canon now. We know Darth Revan's part of canon now. Like the, only just a little big piece a of them. Bit, yeah. yeah, but they're canon. Like their names exist. They are characters that are involved in this world. Now, maybe the story that you read about Darth Revan or the game KOTOR that you played about Darth Revan, maybe that's not going to be the exact true story, but maybe eventually we get that story right. But it's kind of cool that you already know a basis about those things. And let me tell you something, people. You want some of these characters out there? You go buy those old books of legends with Revan in it. You go play the KOTOR games again. And the more and more people that they see this, like, whoa, wait one second. We just had a spike in KOTOR. We just had a spike in uh, Darth Revan book sales. Like, they're going to look at that and go, we got to do something with this. It's too hot. Yeah. We can't. So, like, don't just be like, oh, you see a Legends tag and don't pick it up. It would be like you walking past, uh, like I said, like a, a Greek or Roman mythology tales book or something like that and you don't ever want to pick it up because the stories may not be real let me tell you something people let me tell you something every story you've ever been told every story even the ones based on factual events have things that are not correct in them to make the story better yep. that's the truth Agreed. that's just what happens everything we see on tv i just watched the departed right before we got on this because i knew i was about to watch star wars i wanted to watch a serious movie because star wars is about to encompass my life for three months actually more than that that movie's fake. Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they're they're picking they're picking things uh, from from legends, like you said. And even if you watch our main main show, you'll see that the canon stories and the legend stories are pretty similar from from the characters that we've chosen so far. Yeah, a lot of it. And and honestly, again, if I said I know I just said that a lot of there's a lot of crazy shit in Legends that's not good. I will also say there's a lot of good stuff in Legends too. Uh Jerry yeah. brought up the Plagueis novel. That's a great novel. And it's a great novel that hasn't been contradicted. So enjoy it. Why read it? Enjoy it. It's good stuff. I mean a good story is a good story. If it doesn't connect completely, yeah, fuck it. So I mean you gotta like what you gotta like. And I mean, yeah, it's like some, for for stuff for 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 you to want it to be canon just enjoy the canon stuff but you can still enjoy a good story even if it's not canon Absolutely. It's, still, it's still a star wars story it's still going to take you to that galaxy far far away so yeah it's very true very true i mean i know with some of the issues they had is like for example and i know last jedi is very divisive and love it or hate it a lot it a lot revolved around luke and if you want luke the way that you wanted super luke it's in the legends for you go read it it's still there Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't know why just Cap Captain Hopper just yeah. showed up and he's like, do a success. But yeah, uh, those are just our questions. So if you guys have any questions that you want to ask us, uh, feel free to put them in chat. If not, then we can start the movie early. And Shelker, I see that question in the chat there. Do I agree with your take on Last Jedi? I have an interesting, weird take on Last Jedi. I feel like everybody loves it or hates it. I love the movie. I don't love it as a Skywalker saga movie, 
Um, it's hard to explain why necessarily, but I would love to see Ryan Johnson's take at a new trilogy. That I would love to see. Yeah. I love I mean, it as a filmmaker. I, I, and I, I, love I agree with that. I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I like it. Uh, only thing I would probably remove from it is the Canto Bite scene. But that's yeah, I'm not a big fan of Canto Bite. It's kind of a just. I like I'm, the idea. I'm curious of about the world. Like, like, I'm curious about the world. Yes, give me give me casino. Let me see that side of of the galaxy. Sure, but I feel like it didn't fit in the Skywalker side. Yeah, it was it was just kind it of a nothing thing. It didn't do anything. It was a side mission that didn't even end up didn't even like end up meaning anything. Forward, yeah. Like nothing. Like from the beginning to the end, like nothing. No, nothing was gained really by that. To be honest, except for adding uh, what's his name there for for a few minutes. DJ. DJ. Uh, can't remember the actor uh, name. All of a sudden. You want to say Antonio Banderas? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, this was not as easy. Yeah. This, this was not as easy to find, guys. Like I've literally been entranced on finding this because I'm like, oh man, I'm getting old, so maybe I'm getting senile, and I forgot exactly what I was talking about and can't find it nowhere. I finally found it, people. Okay, so the ship that I wanted is this. There was a uh, Sith Lord, Darth Karad. Uh, was born Kanatari, but she she was a female fallen former Jedi who turned uh, who turned herself over to the dark side and became a Sith Lord. Okay, so she joined the Sith Empire, obviously uh, under the tutelage of Darth Malgus, which is AKA Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, and during the Galactic, she commanded the Sith's ultimate warship, the Ascendant Spear, via a cybernetic inf- interface. So, like, she would get into the ship and she would like sit down. And there would be this stuff that surrounded her and she used the force to control all aspects of the ship. So like most ships couldn't say turn, but also be shooting their weapons in another direction. She could actually use the force to make her ship do things that no other ship could do. Like it was pretty amazing. So yeah, I would love to be on that ship uh, with that sweet Darth Lord. So um, Jerry Jedi just broke my heart with this question. Better relationship, Hera and Kanan or Thane and Sienna? I love Sienna Ray. That's who he's talking about, right? Mm. I like some Sienna Ray. I mean, oh, God. My heart. I I feel like Kanan and Hera just because... um, they were both like we see their 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 full arc of of their love story with with uh, Thane and Sienna. We don't just because the book ends and yeah. so we don't know what happens. And they're on like as far as we know, they're on opposite sides. Um, so she's writing a sequel. I think as I've heard that she was writing a sequel to Lost Stars. <laughs> I don't know. I've been crying for it since I read the first one. I'm going. I'm going to have to sort of disagree with this. They better keep Johnson a galaxy away from Star Wars. Look, I'm just telling you right now, you give Ryan Johnson a playground that he can play in that has nothing, has no baggage, no fans go in with any kind of baggage for anything that they know, and Ryan Johnson knocks it out of the park, and you will love every second of it. That dude's not made a bad movie. The only one that you could kind of say bad is if you fall in that way of uh, The Last Jedi being a bad movie. If you're one of those people that think it's bad, that's the only movie that you can claim that is he has is bad. Give that guy the playground of Star Wars with no characters that you have attachments to, and you will love it. Looper, yep. Looper, correct. That's a good movie. No, you can do Star Wars without baggage. You you literally can do a Star Wars thing about characters we've never known. There's no baggage there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. I mean, besides like a couple of characters that play very small parts, we've already had movies like that. Rogue One, all those characters that do the main mission, none of them did we have anything to do with. Like none of them. Like we didn't know nothing about them before that movie. Uh, the Rebel series, all the main characters there. The uh, Clone Wars, well, we did have a lot of those. So like, yeah, no, so, so just the Rebel series, just the Rebel series, Rogue One, uh, a lot of the characters, even in Han Solo, but we did have baggage there because a lot of the main characters were people that we knew from Star Wars. But you give Ryan Johnson a playground where there's nothing. Like some of these movie ideas that we were tossing around earlier, you give that to Ryan Johnson and say, go make a Star Wars movie, you will love every second of it. Mm-hmm. I make my quick pitch and so I want to see Denis Villeneuve to a Star Wars movie, please. Yes. That's what I want to see really bad. Yeah, but that's the thing, Cal, and I think that's a mistake that uh, Walt Disney's making right now is that everything does seem to at least somewhat connect to something in the old trilogy. Like there's something but about. Done yeah, yeah. But and so I hope they start getting further and further away from it. But that's the thing. A lot of fans want you to be like, nah, bro, we love the original trilogy, but we want brand new characters. And we're yeah, starting to get I mean, more and more of that. I mean, if if because there's like a. a a 30 40 year period between uh return of the jedi and the force awakens so if they do something there and it connects to like the star killer base that's fine that's not connected to the skywalker saga in general but of course they're all part of that galaxy they're gonna know something's up right there's stormtroopers everywhere there's you know kylo ren destroying people well, that's what Mandalore is. That's what Mandalore is doing. Anyway, he's doing a. <laughs> Weston got hurt, man. He did. Weston got hurt, like to the oh, deepest of his cores, man. I'm not. Look, uh, I'm just like I want that guy because I know he's a great filmmaker. I actually like the Last Jedi, and that's the reason why I don't mind it as much. But if you're a person that hates the Last Jedi, I mean, I can understand your qualms about like letting him do something, but. Dude, um, give me one I, of his I stories. Do, I do have a question for Weston. Uh, when was the last time you saw The Last Jedi? I will while you're waiting for that answer. Say so the Mandalorian, Mandalorian is something that's actually doing that. They started out with completely new characters, but now we're getting yeah. that little small connection back. Like you're going to get Bo Katan yeah. in there. I hope we're going to get Ahsoka soon, but I don't think Ahsoka's going to gonna become a main character. That, She's going to be involved. Snoke cameo? Right, something to that effect. Little things like that. That's cool too. That's cool by me. I don't mind those little small connections that way. Yeah, it's it's like it depends on where it's set. There's going to be a connection. So if it's set between, uh, like Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, there's going to be a connection up to the Empire. Absolutely. Know, or a connection to the New Order or whatever it is. But it's not like the characters that we know right it's like well it's like the, the books in this the uh, media are coming up with the high republic era stuff that they're doing um and canon soon things can start in january i want to say um there's talk that you might get an appearance from yoda which is fine because he fits the saga i mean he's a jedi at that time as long as the, as long as it's not like a yoda story i think we're good if Yoda appears yeah. in like the bad, like some scenes here and there, that's a good connection. It's a good fan service connection. You can maintain that connection, but still have a completely new story yeah. with main characters that are different. But here's and, the and listen, like, we don't know Yoda's okay. story. We don't we don't know like completely, completely like what he was Yoda's doing story. here. Yeah. And he's been alive for nine hundred years, so he's gonna fit in a lot of eras in 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 the um, Star Wars picture before um, Return of the Jedi. 
Hundred percent, hundred percent. I look, Weston, man, you got to come watch us watch the Phantom Menace because guess what? I might nitpick some things there in the movie that I per se might have didn't like or a scene that I didn't like, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy the movie overall. And I think that's what people is like kind of weird nowadays. Like back in the day, you would just enjoy a movie, right? Like you might have some qualms about it in a couple of sections, but like uh, if you enjoyed the movie and you walked out with a smile on your face, you just enjoyed the movie. Nowadays, it's either like I love it or I hate it. Yeah, there's, there's no like no in between. No I in between. I'm the person that is normally in between. I find like the stuff that I like about it, the stuff that I don't like about it. Does the good outweigh the bad? I like the movie. Does the bad outweigh the good? Don't like the movie. Don't talk about it. I'm done with my life. I'm moving on. But right yeah. and Saul, like Saul, for instance, me and Saul, Saul does not like the Last Jedi. I fall more onto the like the Last Jedi. Me and him have had like just epic argument about this movie. But the thing about it was, is that you can't just walk into a room and say the last Jedi is trash or it's garbage because I've watched all the trash. I've seen all the garbage. It's not. I've seen movies that people shouldn't watch because I'm that idiot that will still push play on them because I think, Oh yeah, exactly. Right. So like I've seen things that people never should have put their eyes on. It's just crazy. Like Tokyo Gore police is before, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a movies out there that are trash and garbage, but people like them for their own reasons. All right. So like, that is not what the last Jedi is. Now, if you come in with a civil debate, like me and me and me and Saul did, he, he has his problems with certain parts of the movie. And I would try to explain why I didn't dislike them as much as he did. And we had a discourse. That's fine. But yeah, you just can't, it's on anything really. Like you just can't come in and like dismiss something and say it's trash. No, dude, that's not a correct statement. Well, also, like, just to connect to that, too, nitpicking is one thing you can nitpick, but if you you can nitpick with love and you can nitpick with hate. Yeah. You can nitpick and joke around and, like, and, like talk about something and go, uh, that happened and that's, I only like that, but, it, like, you don't have to say, that's fucking gone, I hate it, now I hate the whole movie, let's just get rid of it. I mean, just, it's a little thing, don't worry about it. Just yeah, I, yeah I, completely, I completely agree. And the reason why I asked Weston what, when was the last time he saw it, because when I first watched The Last Jedi, I fell into like the whole, I don't like it. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but I think I don't like it. And the more I watch it now, the more um, I feel comfortable with it and the more I like it, because I find like something new and interesting in it every single time. There, there is something weird going on with our society, and I can't really grasp it. And that's this. Star Wars The Last Jedi has some things that people like complained about. They tried to pull out a plot hole here and there. They tried to do this and that with it, right? And I'm cool with that, right? Because like everybody has their own opinions about movies and everything. But then I watched something like Endgame where a rat randomly chews through a van that has been shut down and locked inside of a cage for like how many years with Ant-Man trapped in this machine. And not only does this rat do that, he accidentally hits the right button to get things to power up, but that machine has got to be powered by batteries that are on a van because I work at an auto parts store. I, I know this for a fact that batteries that just sit there that nobody's cranked in like two or three years wouldn't crank. It wouldn't have enough power to even run that. So like we, we sit here. Yeah. I'm just saying we sit, it's kind of weird how like the society will like nitpick one thing and say it's trash but then overlook some of the same stuff that happens in something else they love. And it's the best thing ever. I mean, and I'm I'll, like, I'll give, you, I'll give you another example. And it's, it's another, it's another Marvel example, but comparing it with DC, I know it's like completely different movies, but um, 
Batman v Superman and um, Civil War, there was a lot of things that people were complaining about in Batman v Superman that they didn't complain about in uh, Civil War. And I picked up on that because when I watched it, like the whole Martha scene was bad in Batman v Superman. But um, when when Tony Stark was like mad about his parents and was beating up Bucky and Steve, it was fine. Even though it was like the same message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nah, that is, that, that's true. And like I said, it's just kind of weird. It's just something I've, I've caught on. I love Marvel. I love Endgame. It's one of my favorite movies. Like yeah. I actually think the Infinity War is a little bit better than the one right before it, but I still love Endgame. I love it. But there's even a scene at the end where all the women characters in the middle of a battle of war, basically, and they all get together in one scene. So they, they all like walking together. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was that a game plan all along? Like, what is what was happening here? How did they all end up in that same spot? How? Like, but we overlook it because we choose to, right? And it's like, because you may have had a, a bad moment with the uh, the Canto bite part of the movie or something, then you start maybe, maybe it makes you start looking at other things and starts bringing up other things. I just think it's weird how sometimes that happens in certain situations. But yeah, I love all the Marvel stuff, dude. I love, I like most of the DC stuff. I don't like it as much as Marvel, but that's because I'm a huge Marvel fan before like DC or, you know, like, Batman is my one character that I do love, but that's just because his bad guys are cool. I don't even care for Batman as a whole, his character. I just think his bad guys are awesome. The Joker, the Penguin, like all their, like the, the catalog of bad guys he got. Just yeah, amazing. that's the same thing for me with him. Oh, yeah. I like his villains more than I like him, which is why. Oh, you, can't have a good <laughs> you can't have a good hero without having a good villain. That's, that's the truth. I mean, I mean, They're not for that. And that's one reason I love the Marvel movies, but they they could be so much better if they had the because the best ones yeah. are the ones with the great villains. Yeah. Thanos was a villain. Uh Killmonger was a great villain. Uh, Michael Keaton in the Spider-Man Homecoming was a great villain. Yes. Loki was a great villain. The but some of the other ones they didn't know how to use Thor yet. Yeah, right, right. And then Ant-Man, for example, not as great a movie because the villain's kind of shitty, to be honest with you. I mean, I like Paul Rudd. Uh, but he's funny in it, but like the overall Ant-Man movie. This this is true. Batman is awesome. Go watch Bedora play Telltale Batman. Look, I'm telling you, I love chapter. Batman. I've watched more Batman stuff than any other DC thing. But I'm sorry, his character as a whole being a rich white guy <laughs> who like was trained in martial arts that makes him kind of a badass and he has all this money to buy things that helps him out is not very intriguing. But Joker, the Penguin, Bane, all these like Poison Ivy, Cat, all these other things that surround Batman is so cool. It makes it cool, even though I don't really love the premise of the uh, of the actual yeah, I, uh, Batman I, stuff. I grew up with like Batman the animated series. I love that one still to this day, but mostly for um, the the villains. I see. I don't like Superman because I think I he's too Superman OP. Over I'm putting you out of this. He's OP. He literally has every superpower known to man, and his most evil, like, guy who's going against him is a bald dude, just a regular human. Yeah, but what is his weakness? A rock from his planet, which he. Yeah, but you gotta get it from his planet. 
I mean, yeah, but but he crashed with that rock, and then they made more rocks with it. We're not talking about Star Wars anymore. I want to point out this is happening in the chat. I got to point this out. So, like, PLD, I think, said something that triggered Cal. He's like, I'm triggered. And then immediately afterward, he triggers Bedore by saying Superman is dumb. (laughs) <laughs> like, but that's what's cool. Like having these fun discussions about things right. that we love can be fun, even when you point out flaws. You can still have a good time with it, and that's one thing with uh, Star Wars. That I guess maybe that's why I love Star Wars so much is because it could have more flaws than most things that I watch, and I still think it's great. You know what I'm saying? It's I like when you meet. It's like if you get lucky and you meet. The, we all have flaws as human beings, but you you get lucky. You meet that woman. And like even her flaws you can deal with. And then that's why you meet her and like you are with her for the rest of your life, because even her worst of flaws is something that you can deal with. Like maybe that's what Star Wars is to me. It's like that sweet wife I've been looking for to spend the rest of my time with. I can't say anything right now. Poor Why Cal. are you not Poor having fun, Cal? Cal, look, Cal I, Nor- I, I normally, like... normally after each episode, Cal sends me a message like, that show was fun. He was like, I'm not going to get this message this week. Cal, I like Ant-Man. Ant-Man's fine. I'm just saying that the Ant-Man villain wasn't as good, and it could have been better if it had a better villain. That's all. I still enjoy well, it. I capitalized at that time. I enjoy it. I'm just, you know. I love Man of Steel, by the way, also, but I love Superman as well. I think Superman has potential to have great stories and overpowerful stories. He is so OP at times. You have to have a good writer behind it. That's the thing. If you have a good writer behind it, Superman can be very interesting. But hey, Cal, Cal, I know you're triggered, but I have um, something important to tell you. Opinions. Now you just got double triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the pew pews. Uh, does anyone have any any more questions? Uh, if not, then we'll end the stream and I'll get some popcorn and then we can start the movie. Yeah, give us what, like 10, 15, 20 minutes in between? Uh, what, you want to give it a time? 10 minutes. 10? Yeah. Okay. 10 minutes or less. Uh, I wish I could All right, watch. 10 minutes. All right, so what Bedore said at the very beginning, so we need to go ahead and do this real quick. All right, for one, quick plug. We have a store. Let's get ready. It's going to start having Holocron stuff as soon as we make sure that we just super love, because let me tell you something. Bedore puts her heart and soul in this thing right here, uh, and uh, she's she's got to have it perfect, and that takes a little bit more time sometimes than some of the other stuff, but that's because she loves it. But Let's Get Ready has a store. We're going to have Holocron stuff on that store as soon as we lock down exactly what we want so that we can give you all good stuff. Uh, besides that, uh, Bedore said, uh, if you want to be in there to be able to watch with us, you need to ask the link. Yes. What you need um, to do to do that is I, you need to- I, I am going to I'm going to post it in the chat right now, actually. Um, so everyone who's um, here, you guys can just get in the chat and uh, the discord. I mean, JDM, I think popcorn's popcorn, bro, wherever it's at. I agree. I'm, I'm just going to say. This I'm is here. our Discord link. Um, there's a, what's it called? It's a watch along. <laughs> I think Kuwait um, still gets their popcorn from somewhere in the States, probably. <laughs> it's like Nebraska or something. Uh, <laughs> like, so. what brand popcorn are you going to fit? You're fitting to go pop up. I don't know what it's called. Oh, but it's, it's butter or a lot of butter in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the the, pop, the corn that is in that probably comes from Nebraska. No, no, no. It's probably it's probably it's probably uh, American because, like, guys, I hate to break it to you, we do like get imports here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta look at it. the The land map there is so small. Like, where are y'all gonna like grow all these 
like different style like plants you don't have the room in your country to even have farmland to be able to produce all this stuff and i'm pretty sure that y'all grow some of your own stuff but it's not like yeah, it we, is here there's like not it's not corn because it's like we're out of desert so the pop secret orville yeah let, let me tell you something orville, put in your, put in your Wait, favorite right. brand of popcorn out there you know what i'm saying <laughs> Jiffy Pop, bro, we going super poor. That's right. Yeah, yeah, bro. My man, my man, my man, PLD. Remembering the time when we, I was poor enough to have to eat that bologna sandwich mm. without no sandwich. I think it's called Jolly Time. Jolly Time. That's another one. That's crazy. The Jolly Times in Kuwait. Like I would figure it had to be one of our top brands, like Orville Redenbacher or something like that. No, we have Not everything. Like you'd be, oh, yeah. you'd be surprised that we have everything here, you guys. It's, I, I, you know what? I'll do like a go to the grocery store and just stream it for you guys to see what we have here. Do it, do it. <laughs> just walk down the aisles, see what you got. Yeah. Now, is it actually like, called Jiffy Pop there, or is it like in Kuwait, like sort of like the, that yeah, your, your language it's, Arabic or whatever? Uh, no, 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 because no. like there's like an import section where it just says it in English. Learning things every day. Yeah, man, so this could be amazing. I'm kind of waiting for the, the her trip to the, the grocery store stream. Yeah, and I'll go to like three different ones just so you guys see like there's different tiers of grocery stores. I love it. I love it. I'm all in. Oh, I wish I could stay and watch this movie with you guys tonight. Oh, man. I You'll wish be able to do it later at another time. Yeah, just just look at the schedule. Tell me what time works for you. Love you, PLD man. I love you guys, man. Thanks for having me on. I really hey, man, if you call, if anybody calls with any kind of crap, that's like, oh man, they're just down on their luck, and they needed to talk to a nine one one kind of operator. Tell them the story of handball material. Oh, I will. I, I always do. I always do. I offer a full frontal hug and everything. That's right. shit. Yes, saving the world one full frontal hug at a time. That's why. <laughs> that's why I love you, man. That's why I love you. But let's do this. Let's have this break. And yeah. are you so you just posting uh, the Discord thing in the chat, or uh, you want people yeah, to try I, to? I, I posted. I posted it in the in the uh, Twitch chat. So you guys, if you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. Um, and you guys should be. There are a decent of people that are in here that uh, are already in the Discord. Yeah, I mean, no one joined yet, so I don't know. Um, yeah, guys, um, PLD, where can people find you? Uh, at Paul and Sword News you on Twitter. Also, you can find me on Call to Action. Uh, you can find me on PLD Projects. You can find me on Action Industries, all those different YouTube pages. I do stuff there. Uh, specifically, I'll, since we're on the Star Wars show, uh, PLD Projects tomorrow morning, me and Richard Eric Jarvey from Estonia, we're actually going to be doing our Mandalorian episode uh, three and four chat because we got tied up with Smash Thon and what other things couldn't end up doing it. You know, on Saturday, we're going to do the, uh, the episode the friday's episode chat and then finally sunday on because we're not doing chill to action on sunday on call to action i'll probably do another pld product tier list of some kind maybe a star wars one i might do it earlier in the day earlier than i usually do uh because there's no chill so i'll have to see how that goes but i'll let you guys know on twitter and i'll invite you guys along as always because i love you guys talking star wars justin where can people find you i just did the unthing i thought i was muted and i wasn't muted so let me tell you something right here. I'm here, right here as Bedora. Like I almost wanted her not to do that because I want to see if she's got the cute sneeze. You know how some people have that really cute sneeze, but then they, some people have that monster coming out of your body sneeze. I wanted to see which one Bedora has. But let me tell you something. Like I'm here having fun. 
all the time, talking about Star Wars, talking about the Schmodown. We actually have something that's kind of a surprise that we're doing uh, that we're going to talk about Friday. So that's going to happen. So make sure you're there Friday. Whenever we do that, we got this new idea that we think even PLD might want to uh, might love. And like I said, I let's get ready, man. How did you do? When, when we doing all this stuff and putting out some content for you, we're not here trying to make money. We're not one of the big top dogs out there that's making all this change. Like we actually do try to pay some of the people that help us out, like Adelia, uh, Danny, the crow and Alex, uh, the people that help us with like graphics and stuff like that. So if you have the money, uh, help subscribe here. It's only like a few dollars or go to our store and buy like some stickers or a coffee mug or we sell PLD there. Um, and I think we got we got something we're about to do. Uh, we're going to have Suge do something that's going to be pretty funny. So uh, we'll probably announce that Friday, possibly as well. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued. Guys, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> you guys can find me later in like 10 minutes. Uh, right back here. So stay here if you want. Uh, and uh, we'll be watching The Phantom Menace. And then we'll be talking about it, doing our commentary with Maddie Gunner. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at BIDOOR and on Twitch when I play video games a lot, even though I haven't been streaming lately, but I'm getting back to it. It's just been a busy week. You can find me on Twitter just by searching dumb things said on Twitter. And I should pop <laughs> up. should be there somewhere. Yeah, it just happened. It just worked. Nice. Um, guys, though, before we leave, I do have like one question and just like either. Uh, put emotes or or put yes or no. What do you guys think of a shirt that has like the full list of the watch along? <laughs> like like a concert list, but like on the back of the like, people involved or like the actual watch list. The actual watch list. Girl, did you not notice the fact that that was like three? <laughs> what kind of shirt size are you selling here, girl? Like, <laughs> you have to. Like, you have to, uh, have to definitely. Uh, no. Like, like, Clone Wars arc. Yeah, Clone Wars, Wars series would yeah. have to be just Clone Wars series, I guess. You did you couldn't break it down like we got. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. The, have the holocron symbol on the front, like for the show, and then have that in the back, like a, yeah, like a concert shirt. I like it. I dig That's it. That's nice. Look at that. Who would buy Cal that? Who Cal who is so it? triggered? <laughs> who would buy that? Would Chris Clark buy it? Hey, Chris, Chris is that a Clark. yo yo yo? He would buy it. Uh Chris Clark would definitely buy it. I'll tell you that. He'll definitely buy it. I love Chris Clark. Me too. Me too. ASG says it'll go like the Star Wars title card into infinity. There we go. I would 110%. <laughs> Jerry Jedi would. Like, if you can get Jerry Jedi to buy anything, you're accomplishing something. That's a minor miracle. Like, he <laughs> he might not even own Action Army stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I got this one. <laughs> got this one. Nice. There you go. There's the line. I've had it for a while, but y'all too rich for my blood, man. Because I'd I'd love to be the sweet general. Damn, son. Y'all got some of that layaway general stuff going on. <laughs> I'll work on that for you. I'll let you know. I can, do, I can come up with. Can I put that on layaway, bro? <laughs> oh my god, you guys. All right, you, guys. You take EBT. Uh, y'all take EBT. <laughs> I, I might be able to get on in there. There, call sign ninja. Yep, that's my call sign. Probably um, um, you guys will be back here in ten minutes. Just gonna go make popcorn real quick and then start it up again. So as soon as I'm done with popcorn, it might not even be ten minutes. So, um, 
Are we going to bounce out of this and make a new uh, stream yard for it? Yes, yes. I already okay. made it. So okay, I got you. So, yeah, peace then, yeah. guys. Take care, guys. Thanks for coming on, PLD. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you guys in five to ten minutes. Y'all have a good one, man. Every one of you. Thank you for watching The Holocron, a Let's Get Ready podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the Let's Get Ready channel on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch.